Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo, I think. And I'm Brian Schulmeister, and I don't know what day it is or what year it is or <laughs> anything anymore. Time has no meaning. Yeah. Hello. It's just like the old days when we worked from home. Yeah, well, except from the old days, time had meaning for everyone else. We just kind of struggle to figure it out now. Time has meaning for no one. Yep, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Oh, man. Except for you stupid states that are still just going about business as usual. Thanks a lot for that, fuckers. Yep, thanks. Thanks, bros. Yeah. Broskies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the goalposts keep getting moved, don't they? <laughs> because of these sorts of things. Uh, but it, you know what? It's it's management skills 101. I'm not surprised by this. Uh, if you've got to get bad news, you try to mitigate it. You don't tell people you're going to be indoors for three months. You say two weeks. And then when you're getting near the end of that two weeks, you go another two weeks and another two weeks. Yeah. Oh, by the way, another two weeks. <laughs> another two weeks. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what's going on here. Um, you know, schools have officially said that they're not reopening at all this year. Um, our mayor here in Los Angeles has said we're looking at two months, probably three uh, from now, and I've already done more than a month, as you have. Yep. So that's a, a quarter of the year gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how are you passing the time, Brian? Oh well, you know, I have a kid. I'm. Walking Dead at this point. Uh, I did do two virtual happy hours this weekend um, because I finally decided I should do it. Um, I have some thoughts okay. about these. Um, the first one I did was uh, with a friend of the show, Mike, and uh, a bunch of his buddies from from his local. So there was like 14 people on it. Um, I found myself not really enjoying that one because there were too many people. Okay. And uh, it's all it was all over the map, and, and I didn't know a lot of them. I only probably knew three to four of them, really. So uh, the second one I did was uh, just a couple close friends, my buddy Greg from Australia, a friend of the show, Gamsby, and uh, one of their close friends. That one was far more enjoyable. So I, I highly recommend keeping your virtual happy hours to very small groups. That seemed to be a much better experience. Yeah, I was thinking about that because we were talking. We we're still trying to figure out what platform to use for the one that mm. we we're going to do. Yes, and I'm thinking, man, do we really need 50 people in a room? Because that just sounds like a nightmare. It's just cacophonous. Yeah, we might as well just do a live show then. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, it's just well a live show where everybody has a microphone. It's like, yeah, you know. well, you know, we can mute them. We'll have God status, of course, right? Uh, we better, <laughs> we better. <laughs> So I've been checking different ones out. Uh, what was the one that you said you used? Blue jeans? I did one on blue jeans and I did one on Zoom with a password okay. because we're not stupid. <laughs> yeah, I found one uh, yesterday. Jack Recider from uh, Darknet Diaries threw this one out called Jitsi. It's an open source platform. Mm -hmm. They do right. have a website where you can just go and start a you know start a room and invite people in, which is nice because I'm not about to spin up my own server just for this. Yeah. Look, look, if we're going to do anything, we're going to build a gopher site. We have priorities. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're still checking that out. So, yeah, it might just be a thing where, like, me, you, and a couple of our friends do it and then just open it up for spectators if they want to come in and they can. I think that that might be a good way to do it. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of us chatting and, you know, some, some of our friends of the shows. And if people want to come in and listen and, you know, they can type some stuff at us or something like that. I think that that might be the way to do it. We're not in any rush. We've got plenty of time. Yeah, that's so. true. Yep. That's true. 
So I don't know about uh, how your social circle is doing. I lost three people so far in our household. So oh, I'm sorry to hear it, man. I, I actually have not lost anyone yet. So um, I, I, I do want to, I'm really sorry to hear that. I, I want to give a shout out to my sister-in-law. My sister-in-law is a, um, is a respiratory uh, tech. Oh man. So, uh, yeah, and she just got called to the front lines. Um, she was, she's been, she's officially working in the COVID nineteen uh, wards in the hospitals in Toronto now. So oh, man. we're a little worried for her, obviously. Obviously, yeah. So yeah, so to uh, we've had a couple people on our Twitter that are doubting. They're still doubting Thomas's about this. Yeah, well, uh, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, it's been fairly somber this week around here. So. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, thanks. It sucks. It definitely sucks. Oh, and it is fucking real. So everybody who th- thinks it's not, yeah, mm-hmm. die in a fire. Um, yeah. And yesterday, I actually had to leave the house for the first time in a couple of weeks. I had to take my car over to the Ford dealer because uh, why? Because <laughs> I've had the car for 14 months and I've only driven like yep. 2,300 miles. But it was saying that mm-hmm. you need to get an oil change now, and. I was having a hard time starting it, and I'm like, okay, you know what? There's not going to be anybody there. I can just go in, drop it off, and then they'll do the thing and pick it up. And I posted on Twitter the other day about, hey, everybody, remember to go out and start your car every now and again so the battery doesn't yeah. die. Because mm-hmm. uh, mine, like when I, if I had to just like go in and drive it around, I could tell that it was going down. And uh, yep. sure enough, I pull it into, I pull into the Ford dealership. Uh, I, you know, we do the eight feet apart <laughs> type of thing and I don't mind <laughs> just getting the oil changed, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, it wouldn't start to go in. He's like, well, you're at least at the right place for that. <laughs> it was totally <laughs> dead. So, um, I found this one over at Ars Technica. I was only saying, you know, to, to do a couple minutes, but, uh, you basically want to do it for about 20 minutes a week. Just drive around the neighborhood, juice it up, get the alternator spun up and get the, the juices flowing. You want to get the oil and the transmission fluid and all that stuff really moving around. So they're yeah. they say about twenty minutes. There's some other tips in there that are pretty good. That'll be linked in the show notes. Yeah, I, what I've done is, uh, you know, obviously I live right here by the beach, and and basically on the weekends we go and drive up Malibu and back just for shits and giggles and <laughs> for sanity. Keeps the car running <laughs> for sanity. It's a sanity yeah. run. Yeah. Uh, and other thing I've been doing to pass the time is I am taking comedy business school by Scott Dickers, the founder of the Onion. Mm. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. So okay. far, there's not a lot of lot of yucks in it. It's basically teaching people what kind of personality you need to have to make it in comedy and tips on um, that. And Depressive? Morosive? No, no, no. More about how <laughs> on the professional side. And mm. it's actually a really good primer for anybody that wants to break into entertainment, period. It's, I just noticed that all the tips he's giving are, you know, things I know just from working, you know, so closely with the movie business for so many years. It's like, it's, it's really good for that. It's like how to not be a douchebag and probably get work and not be, you know, needy and always ask for things. It's like always give value instead of asking for it because people remember that kind of thing, that kind, those kind of tips. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, okay. I'm only, I'm only halfway through it so far. So I'm guess I'm getting to the other part, but, uh, his, uh, <laughs> his, um, how to write funny podcast is really good too. If you want to get some really solid tips on how to write comedy, he's got some, you know, basically great formulas on how to write jokes that are, you know, you're not sitting around laughing it up, but you actually, you know, use the scientific method almost to write comedy. Right. It's, it's really, really interesting stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I hope you get funnier. I, I, t- I told him, I'm like, I mean, if I can get 10% funnier for this show. The problem is we do this at eight in the morning. I'm like, I'm not feeling It's so hard to funny. be funny that's early in the morning. Yeah. Do what we can. Uh, right now, it's probably better than the evenings, though, because I find that uh, as, as I see more and more news as the day goes on, I get less and less um, 
yeah. happy. <laughs> um, we we got to find our yeah, sweet spot. Speaking, yeah, we do. <laughs> Maybe noon. I'm thinking about noon. noon light, yeah. light lunch. <laughs> light lunch. Bloody Mary. Get, get, get yeah. the yucks flowing. So I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, I, I'm still you know following the music industry a lot. And there were a bunch of albums that were scheduled to be pushed out in, in this time period. And uh, all of them are being pushed back. You'd think that this would be a great time to release music, new music. People are at home. New people need to be entertained. Thanks, streaming media. <laughs> the reason that these albums aren't being released is there's no point in putting out an album if you don't have a tour to follow it because that's the only way musicians make money now. Yep. You can tell me all the stats you want about the big payments that Spotify and Pandora and other streaming media are giving to artists now. They don't mean shit. Yep. This is exactly why no album is being released. There's no point in it whatsoever. The only point of an album release anymore is to promote your tour, and there are no tours, so we're getting no albums. Aww. Thanks. <laughs> and speaking of that, I was thinking about this last night because, as you know, I, I miss my sports ball. Um, and most media companies, almost every media company in the world right now is giving limited or full access to their content in this time. And yeah, of course, it's a brazen hope that you're going to get hooked on it and subscribe to them later. Sirius XM has opened everything up for free for a month. When Disney gives things away for free, you know shit's real. <laughs> Disney is giving shit away for free right now. Sports? Nada. Huh. The MLB... The NHL, the NFL, the NBA, none of them have opened up their archives and their apps like every other media company has. Get the fuck on the ball, ball players. I wonder if that has to do with contracts with, you know. The they own everything. Eh, I guess they do. They, 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 at they the end the, of the day, they own everything. They are the arbiters of the balls. They have all yes. the balls. So come on. I mean, I'd happily go back and watch the Astros cheat against the Dodgers in the World Series if I had access to the MLB right now. Just to, just to say, spot the <laughs> cheater. Spot the cheater. <laughs> in the news. Speaking of giving away things for free, Eric Hunley sent this one over to me. Uh, Apple makes Final Cut Pro 10 and Logic Pro 10 free for a limited time. So what they're doing is they're extending their free trial, which is usually 30 days. They're making it three months, which coincides with probably about how long you're going to be stuck inside. <laughs> so if you ever right. wanted to try those out, definitely is uh, definitely now is the time. And uh, I've got I've got both. I paid for both, but I, I live mm -hmm. in Logic. Logic is you know yeah. what I do everything in. So. I was thinking about doing a few videos just to throw up there for people that want to learn the basics of podcast editing. Uh, yeah, I already have one up there where I edit an entire Grumpy Old Geeks episode. I'll put that in the show notes too. But I learned some things since that last episode, since that was almost 100 episodes ago now. <laughs> you get a little better at this stuff as you practice, practice, practice. But definitely, if you want to try those things out, give them a shot. For Yeah. You, know, you can cut together a whole album to not release because you can't go out on tour. <laughs> and you can make videos for that music in your backyard with your dogs. Yes. Yeah, and I just love this headline. Uh, somehow Apple is about to release a new iPhone. Yeah, So we're getting a new iPhone, apparently. Apple is expected to start taking orders for its new 4.7-inch iPhone SE as soon as Friday. 
a stunningly normal development in a pandemic. Most Apple stores are shuttered, so obviously you can only do it online. And uh, you'd think the nosediving economy would stop most people from purchasing something and most companies from releasing something right now, but they're going for it. It's a follow-up to the 2016 iPhone SE, a smaller budget option. Um, so this is about the same size as, uh, what, an iPhone five and uh it's got the capabilities of an iphone 6 and uh there you go so it's coming it's going to cost about 400 bucks it's unclear when anything will ship uh but uh yeah that was actually the old se the new one's going to be in an iphone 8 body and have the features oh, of an 11 so there you go sorry yeah. read that wrong. a little more a little more um, modern than the old iphone a little 6. more modern <laughs> so it's a basically what i've got now because i've got your own old iPhone 8. Yep. 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 So there you go. And uh, as they point out, for once when a new Apple phone rolls out, there won't be any lines. Yeah, that's true. They There was a <laughs> leaked memo yesterday that said uh, Apple stores are definitely going to be closed until at least mid-May. So yep. it would probably longer than that. Uh, I actually did buy a new Mac this week. I bought a new... Uh, of course you did. Well, I, I needed one for my <laughs> video setup because these... Uh, my Basically, I've got... My, my main machine is an iMac 5K. It's a couple years old. But... When I'm doing video stuff, the screen's too damn big. So what I needed was I've been using my old laptops, my uh, 2014 and 2015 MacBook Pros, mm -hmm. yeah. trying to figure out which one of those work best because one has more RAM, one has more drive, and what blah blah blah. Um, but they're straining under you know the weight of bringing in modern video <laughs> on them because I'm <laughs> I'm basically just pushing 1080p from a DSLR through it through a little USB right. three dongle and uh, it mm -hmm. just can't keep up it's laggy so i needed something more modern i figured why not just get the best mini i can get and uh i loaded up i, I went to i think it was ods ordered 64 gig of ram which cost like 400 bucks compared to the thousand dollars that apple wants for that i'm like no thank you because the mac <laughs> mini is one of the few that you can upgrade the ram on it's still a pain in the ass not like the old days you got to like really strip the thing but you know, I figured uh, I'd give it a shot. I, I got the new black keyboard to go with it, though. So this is going to be sexy. Fancy. Yeah, fancy fancy. <laughs> yeah, and I've barely been uh, scraping the barrel of the internet to try to actually find some tech news instead of just uh, all Corona all the time. So here you go. Microsoft Edge has become the second most popular desktop web, br web browser. What? Yeah. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Bleeping Computer noted that Edge is now the second most popular desktop web browser based on usage, with net market share giving the software nearly 7.6% of the market in March. Wow. Eclipsing Firefox with 7.2%. Uh, Still far behind Chrome, 68.5%. <laughs> I did not realize that Chrome had that much of the marketplace. Oh, yeah, man. It's Everybody pretty crazy. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. So it's only three months old, but uh, it's not hard to figure out why, of course. It's a Windows default browser, which helps, as does Microsoft's Monopoly overall bundle. cloud. <laughs> yep, bundle. Uh, but uh, on the plus side, it's a Chromium-based version now. So it is a decent rendering engine. Basically and Chrome. It's, got, it's basically Chrome. So it's just got a nice little Windows uh, skin put on it. That's about it. So there you go. So... Yay, tech news. <laughs> it's interesting. I was looking at that, that chart that they have in there. And of course, the browsers that we use of Vivaldi are not even remotely anywhere on that list. Yep. Opera's on there, but we gave up on Opera a while ago. I'm, I'm loving Vivaldi, man. It's great. Yeah, I, I'm fine with it. The one thing I don't like is when you uh, open, open a new uh, link in a new window, it automatically defaults to switching to that window. I hate that. You can turn and that off in the settings. Okay, you got to show me where because I looked for it. Okay. 
was driving me crazy. Brian, why didn't you just read the manual? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, obviously it must be a download somewhere for some obscure Kobe reader or something like that. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, yes. Amazon. Amazon white collar employees are fuming over management targeting a fired warehouse worker. So, yes, uh, some frustrations are starting to spill over and some people are starting to wake up in Amazon and go, hey, maybe we're not doing things quite right. Some Amazon corporate employees are angry and disgusted over how their company is handle, handling escalating labor disputes at warehouses uh, where facility workers are saying the company is not doing enough to protect them from exposure to the coronavirus. Um, we would like that. Because as we've discovered, this stuff lasts a long time on cardboard and all the stuff that we're getting is being shipped to us on cardboard. So we don't want the warehouse employees infected at this point. No, we don't. Um, no, we do not. So uh, internal company email lists and chat groups on Thursday and Friday that Recode viewed Amazon White Collar workers are expressing dismay over a report from Vice News that the company's top lawyer had referred to a recently fired warehouse worker as not smart or articulate and implied that executives should use that to help squelch worker unionization efforts. This is Amazon General Counsel David Zaplowski. He used that language to describe the fired warehouse worker Christian Smalls in notes from a meeting on Wednesday attended by top Amazon executives, including Jeff Bezos. Now, I'm a, I'm a bit torn on this. To some degree, these meetings should stay internal. That's that's the point. You get to air your frustrations and grievances and you talk about high-level things and you don't necessarily need to use the perfect language, do you not, in, in internal meetings, one would assume. And uh, this is a person, this is an employee who kept uh, breaking quarantine. He was He was not feeling well and he kept coming into work and they were pissed off about it. <sighs> what say you, Jason? You know, this is this is the funny thing too. I've been reading up on the the uh, aircraft carrier captain that got fired for yep doing that kind of thing, and, and you know he didn't even leak the memo. Somebody else leaked the memo. This is kind of mm -hmm. the same thing. Things are coming out that shouldn't come out, and uh, yeah, yeah. Internal communications, uh, you know, should be kept internal for the most part, unless they're talking yeah. about something really egregious here. I don't, you know, it's one guy's personal opinion. Whatever I don't, I I can see why they would be a little irked, but yeah, this shouldn't have gotten out, and you know, and he's the lawyer. What do you expect? Mm -hmm. he's, yeah. he's not going to be now, tactful. You know, I, I I'm not down with trying to use this to stop unionization efforts oh, at no, all, no, no. but uh, I understand the fr frustration with the employee and <laughs> being pissed off about it. Yeah. Um. So you know, I I don't see this as being that much of an issue. Yeah, I don't either, really. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's keep internal communications internal unless there's an actual whistle to blow. I don't feel like there was one to blow here. Nope. Tempest yeah. in a teapot. And over at Vox, they've got some nice charts how the coronavirus has changed the U.S. employment in six beautiful charts. Yes. And uh, this big, is kind beautiful of, you know, charts. big, be the best charts, <laughs> the best, the best charts. charts. Yes. Well, we will send them to the states that like me, but not the states that don't. They don't get to see the charts. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's a, there's six of these. Uh, the first one is preliminary unemployment rate has jumped to 4.4%. Unemployment rate claims doubled the record just a week after it was set. That's the second one. Uh, even those still employed are still seeing reduced hours. That's number three. Uh, number four, job listings are down substantially compared to previous years, obviously. Five, job hiring is down, but not in every industry. There's still lawyers and IT. That's, that's booming. And of course, gig workers, but 
that they don't make the charts. And number six, for many office workers, working from home has become the new working. So, yeah, uh, just a scant month. The entire economy and the landscape of everything that we've been used to has changed. It's a new world, Brian. It's a brave mm-hmm. new it world. It is. <laughs> now, here's some interesting news. NASA is bringing back its iconic worm logo to mark the return of human spaceflight. <laughs> All right. I mean, right now, I wouldn't mind hopping on a rocket and getting the fuck out of Dodge, <laughs> personally. Uh, I love the old logo. I totally love the old logo. But uh, some people aren't very happy about it. Uh, some people that work at NASA aren't very happy about it because they thought the the old meatball logo was their their thing. That's that you know they changed over to that after yes. a really troubling time in NASA, and they thought that was really the you know the way to go to mark a new era. And so going backwards and going to the old logo, they find that is uh, something that doesn't sit well with them. But me personally, I love the old logo. I think it is it's just part of my childhood. I'm so glad to see it back. I just hope this thing doesn't blow up. I love it as well. I, I had no idea it was known colloquially as the worm logo. That that's not fun. So I can I can get not wanting to call it the worm logo, but <laughs> I do. I love the old logo. And you know what, NASA? Maybe look to the past because that's when you landed on the moon. Exactly. And stuff like that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I love it. I think it looks great. I, I want to order a shirt that has that on it. If you ordered from Amazon, it might get here by the time we get to the moon. <laughs> Everyone needs a world-class VPN. Grumpy Old Geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity. Private internet access never keeps any records of their users' online activities, so you can be assured that you have complete privacy and nobody knows what you're doing online. No matter your technical skills, private internet access is one of the easiest VPN apps out there. All it takes to connect is just one click or tap and your data will be encrypted instantly. With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to 10 devices at the same time. Go to GOG.show slash VPN and sign up today. For a limited time only, you can get our favorite VPN for just $2.69 a month when you sign up for two years. GOG.show slash VPN. That's GOG.show slash VPN. Warmer, sunnier days are calling and it's time to fuel up with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor Fresh's never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day that you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Step into a world of endless culinary delight with over 35 enticing meal options and over 60 tantalizing add-ons refreshed weekly. This may supercharge your wellness journey with dietitian approved dishes built on ingredients you can count on. Treat your taste buds every day from sunrise to sunset with effortless nutritious choices spanning from energizing breakfasts to delectable desserts. Indulge in the luxury of restaurant-caliber meals right at home. Savor the sophistication of filet mignon, the freshness of shrimp, and the bold flavors of blackened salmon. Simplify your life with Factor Meals, ready in just two minutes. Say goodbye to grocery runs, tedious prep, and cleanup. I love these things. I can't even tell you what I had this week because I had so many of them. But that's the great thing about Factor. Every week you have new options, and they're delicious. And you can tailor your eating experience with six specialized menu options. 
Whether you're looking to cut calories, boost protein, go meat-free, or maintain a well-rounded diet, they make it easy to support your lifestyle goals. Tune in to taste, convenience, and wellness with every bite. Head to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com slash grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Media Candy. So Dan Carlin has dropped a new Common Sense, uh, the first one for almost two years now. Yeah. Uh, episode 319, A Recipe for Caesar, uh, in which he spends nearly two hours talking about how it's impossible to talk about anything. <laughs> so it wasn't quite what I hoped for, but it is Dan Carlin doing a Common Sense. So there you go. I enjoyed it. I totally enjoyed <laughs> I it. I enjoyed it. I, I, I wanted some Common Sense. I don't feel like I really got it. So. Well, that was been the problem. That's why he hasn't done it in so long, because he couldn't come up yeah. with anything that had common <laughs> sense in it. But it was still fun. Yeah. It, was, it was nice to hear him back. That wasn't a, you know, uh, I, I do recommend. Did you ever go listen to his book? Or I mean, sorry, read his book, his doom and gloom book? No, not yet. Uh, do, n- now don't, does not feel the time. Don't do it now. Don't do <laughs> <Yeah>. it now. <laughs> no, you'll be like, yeah. ah, shit, it's over. Back up, go home. <laughs> There's nothing left. <laughs> And speaking of podcasts, I saw this and I thought of you. I have not listened to it yet. I will because I, I do love me some Family Guy. Uh, so Stewie and Brian from The Family Guy have released a new podcast discussing the coronavirus. Now, the only reason I really put this in here because I haven't listened to it yet is because it's sure to piss you off. Because let me just read this one sentence from the from the uh, press release here. Stewie and Brian made a podcast. Check it out on Instagram TV. See, the funny thing about it is it doesn't piss me off because if you did listen to it, which I did, um, hmm. they're just making fun of podcasts. It's, so they didn't actually make a <laughs> podcast, but they joke about making a podcast in the bit. So it's, ah, it's okay. more a bit about them making a podcast. So they didn't really make a podcast. They just made a video for IGTV. It was very funny. You know, it was uh, it halted a little bit here and there, but it was cute. It was very cute. I enjoyed it. Excellent. Actually. Well, I plan on eventually watching it's it. It's only like five minutes. So. Check it out on Quibi. Oh, we'll talk about Quibi in a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I'm continuing to work my way through The Witcher or The Idiot's Guide to Game of Thrones. It's um, it's enjoyable. Really? I couldn't get through the yeah. first 10 minutes of it. I don't mind it. It's fine. Okay. I was just like, because, yeah, swords and British accents just really don't do it for me anymore. <laughs> I'd rather go back and watch Lord of the Rings. All of them extended. All of them extended versions. I have I have them on Blu-ray. Exactly. I can do that. Uh, yeah, and because my kid is currently in love with Frozen, I was quite happy to hear this news. Disney is releasing a series of new Frozen shorts made completely at home. So this is pretty impressive, actually. Huh. Uh, Disney Plus Disney animator Hiram Osmond and actor Josh Gad, who plays Olaf, have teamed up to produce a new series of shorts, which are, are available on YouTube and are being moved to Disney Plus as we speak. The At Home with Olaf follows his beloved character from the Frozen movies. Um so they're, but the interesting thing about this is they're doing it from home. So he's working off existing character models and backgrounds, which helps. And, uh, but, uh, they're 50 second shorts and they're made completely at home. They're working from home, which is pretty impressive, actually. That, that brings to mind the story that, uh, a listener sent in about the expanse 
and how all mm-hmm. the principal photography was done. And maybe they can do the effects while they're stuck at home. And who knows? Maybe they can. Maybe they can. We'll see. So I'll be checking these out with the kiddo pretty soon. Uh, some news about music streaming subscription services. They grew by nearly a third in 2019, which, as you know from the intro, means fuck all for <laughs> means artists. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Except they're making so, money. Yes, they are making money. Counterpoint Research has determined that paid music subscriptions have jumped 32% in 2019 to reach $358 million. Uh, now, you know, again, with these numbers, there's a lot of higgledy-piggledy stuff going on here. <laughs> higgledy-piggledy. This is mostly thanks to a mix of exclusives, phone service bundles, regional price cuts, and extended trial periods, all which help the lawyers screw the artists even more because they can claim that these aren't actually subscriptions that make income. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So there you go. Spotify still has a solid lead at the end of 2019 with 35% of subscriptions. Apple Music's listener base grew 36% to give it 19% of streaming, while Amazon's share grew by half to hit 15%, mostly, probably largely in part to uh, the ladies in the tube, because that helps. That were, so. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for bringing this up. I have to add a reminder today to cancel Apple <laughs> Music. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I've, I've been subscribed to it and I've listened to it like four times because I've got Spotify and with Spotify. I get Hulu with Apple Music. I just get a nine ninety nine a month bill. Yes. <laughs> and you can't upload all your music. And so the music matching doesn't work because I have a large library. Boy, Apple Music really shit the bed on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So they are counterpoint is predicting that streaming music would grow another 25 percent in 2020. But uh, coronavirus enters and uh, people are actually listening to more radio and TV right now for news and and such things rather than streaming, apparently. So or podcasts. We'll see what happens as we found podcast because we've taken a hit. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> taken a hit. You know, I've, I've seen some stories where people are like, oh, we're only down one percent. I'm like, I don't believe you one. I don't little believe bit. you. They're yeah. they're saying that because they have, you know, lots of advertisers and they don't want to they don't want to actually <laughs> tell anybody that it's really bad out there. We usually get around 13,000 downloads an episode and we are down to 9. So, yeah. Well, you know, people aren't uh commuting and people that are not at home alone um yeah. don't have the time to listen to podcasts. Yeah, cuz that's the thing like we discussed this on Twitter with a bunch of people uh 2 days ago and like and I talked to a couple friends who have podcast networks and they're like we all agree, you know, podcasting is a very personal medium. You don't really sit around the old radio and listen to the podcast. <laughs> it's like yeah. you you get into these characters by yourself for the most part. So I'm sure there we I know we have some fans that, you know, have a household where everybody listens, but that's rare. So and I'm yeah. sure that's with everybody else out there too. And also, you know, we're not the biggest pick me up in the world. So maybe people are looking for something brighter nowadays than us. <laughs> that's true. We're gonna keep going in, no matter what. Uh, so yep. I've been watching Making the Cut with Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn. Okay. This is a uh, Apple original now. They got all the big bags of money since uh, they left Project <laughs> Runway. I can't even say Project Runway. I told you it's early. Uh, and I got to say, I love it. My roommate and I have been digging into it. We watched the first four episodes in one day because we forgot that it was on. And we're like, oh, let's just watch, watch them all. And uh I love Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn. Their dynamic is it's very much like, um, you know, the Top Gun or not Top Gun, Top Gear guys, uh, <laughs> uh, but with fashion and they change. You know, it, I, so I, it's cool. I, I have next to no interest in fashion and I was uh, hooked and loved Project Runway for like the first eight seasons. You'll love so. this. You'll love it then. This is it's actually better than Project Runway was because they got 
it's a, it's a new spin. They brought in like really like highly qualified designers that like a lot of them have their own lines already. And it's a million mm-hmm. dollar prize. And they got to like, you know, show who can build the next massive brand. It's more about building a brand for business than it is right. just for, you know, amateurs and stuff. And they have seamstresses, so they don't have to sew because they're like, this isn't a sewing competition. This is a design competition. So seeing these people be able to actually you know, do something and have it sewn. So you're not sitting there watching people. sew. there's some sewing, but not much, which is great. But right. the first four episodes there in Paris and uh, they have these really cool cut scenes with Heidi and Klum just bouncing around Paris. It's fun. It's fun. And the next episodes take place in Tokyo because they have the bags of money from Amazon. So why the hell not? You know, <laughs> that's a uh, Tim Gunn actually was a guest on uh, wait, wait, don't tell me the NPR show that I listen to every week. And he said that uh, obviously production has stopped because they can't travel around anymore. Oh no. Hopefully so, that's for season yeah. two and not this season. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> yeah, that would I, suck. I already found out that empire had to shut down and uh, they're only doing 18 episodes instead of the 21 that they had planned. And so mm-hmm. they had to cobble together an ending for the entire se- like series from with the, stuff that was shot. Yeah. And people that have seen it is like, well, they tried. It doesn't really work. But I'm like, have you seen this season or the last two or three seasons? Nothing works on that show. It's it's horrible. But it's like watching a train wreck. We have to watch it every week just to see what's going to happen. Right. Uh, and I just like the title of this again. Uh, somebody over at Engadget did a review of Quibi. And the title is Quit Trying to Make Quibi Happen. nobody asked for quibi nobody that is except for jeffrey katzenberg the founder of dreamworks pictures and famed hollywood producer uh so uh, where other mobile video startups failed like samsung's long forgotten milk video and verizon's own go 90 i've never even heard of those uh katzenberg figured he could succeed by pouring money he's raised 1.75 billion dollars so far into top talent and well-produced shows and as the reviewer points out eh, who cares it's fine, but why would anybody want to pay $5 a month with ads, by the way, yep. um, to watch short videos on your phone that you can't even throw to your TV or any other device if you wanted to? They basically you know, put the, put the locks down so you can only watch it in their app on your phone. That's it. Nowhere else. So he's basically saying it's not really worth it at all. Who gives a shit? I saw I saw uh, a tweet this morning about uh, Quibi disabled airplay. Well, let's see about that. And they had an old overhead projector and they put their phone on it. <laughs> and we're just displaying it on the wall. It was too funny. Life finds a way. It does. It does. So I signed up for Quibi yesterday. It took a long okay. time because their sign-up system was completely broken for a long time. And it finally, finally worked. Um, I I don't get it. I just don't get yeah. it. You know, I think they would have had a shot if uh, if this whole coronavirus thing didn't happen. But uh, you know, lower intention spans. You're you're waiting for you're you're on a train for 15 minutes. You watch a quick show. Take a dump. But uh, bad timing. <laughs> well, the thing the thing is, I I watched a couple shows on it, some of the original stuff, and since they only have a few minutes, it feels really forced. Like they're trying to put in so much story in these little vignettes and Mm -hmm. it just doesn't feel right it just there's something about that time frame that makes it feel weird i mean the 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 one of the version of punked was pretty interesting that one was at least funny and had the right amount of content in it but the original Mm -hmm. content stuff i guess punk they they are doing punk as original content but um it just didn't really feel right yeah yeah scripted that's what i mean um 
So I, I don't know. I'm going to, I've got 90 days. I already canceled it in Apple. Right. So I think you still get the free 90 <laughs> days. So I'm going to, I think part of the other problem with Quibi right now, and we, we touched on this a bit on our last show is, um, they banked so heavily on, on the cult of personality of celebrity, the cult of celebrity. And uh, as we were discussing, we're kind of all fucking over celebrities right now. Yeah. Like, the, that that mystique is gone, and the idea that we're just going to watch, um, you know, Chrissy Teigen do something because she's Chrissy Teigen, we could give a fuck right now. Yeah, everybody's a celebrity now. Yep. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> and uh, yeah, but also they're they're not just banking on celebrity. Do you know what the advertising budget for Quibi is for the first year? Mm-mm, no idea. Four hundred and fifty-five million dollars. Well. It's good to be the king. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> and so we got the numbers on their first day. Uh, 300,000 downloads, which brought them up to number three on the Apple App Store. And uh, I saw this over at TechCrunch. And they have a nice little graph. So Disney Plus, uh, first day, 4 million mm-hmm. downloads. Right. Quibi, 300K. HBO Now, only 45K. But uh, but Jason, it's 300k more than ever before. Exactly, it's a record breaking download. <laughs> it's a day, record Brian. breaking download number. Here's the th- fun part, part though: 300,000 downloads. They didn't make a cent because everybody's just got a free trial. So yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, it just I, I don't get it. I just don't get the form factor. You know, I I would like to see the Steven Spielberg one that only lets you watch at night, like the horror one. Right. Or I would no, it's um Well they are doing fun tales. things with technology that way, aren't they? Like, you know, time setting things so you can only watch it at certain times and they have some like groundbreaking apparently uh core innovation called turnstile, which allows you to seamlessly switch between portrait and vertical mode. I played with that. They, they actually do a really good job with that, I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, so they've they've got some good tech and they're playing, you know, some fun tricks, but at the end of the day, it still comes down to the, is the content compelling? Yeah, here's here's the one thing about that. Okay, I, I can watch a video and I can turn it portrait or landscape, mm-hmm. but the actual user interface on my phone only works in portrait. <laughs> so either you're going to be scrolling sideways to try and find a show, or you still have to turn your phone if you have it. Like because I have it on my nightstand on a little stand, and I was watching. But when I wanted to go look at a new show, I had to turn my head 90 degrees just to be able to figure out what I was going to watch next. Right. And finally, I think everybody in the planet has probably seen this now. The uh, Some good news with John Krasinski, episode two, with the cast of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was going to put this in before because I watched episode one when that came out, and I thought it was thoroughly enjoyable. I think somebody needs to order a microphone from Amazon, please, uh, or Adorama preferably that the link will be in the show notes for that. Um, I, I, it's fun. It's very fun. But uh, the, the Hamilton bit at the end of this one is just, it's just so epic, just so epic. And I was talking to a friend of the show, David Teeter last night. And he's like, can you believe people are actually putting into the comments? How did you get everything to line up so well on a zoom call? It, it should have been out of sync. And of course, post-production people, post-production. <laughs> but if you haven't seen those yet, Obviously, go see them. They're pretty fun. Links will be in the show notes. At the library. So I tried to find something to read that wasn't dystopian. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted to take a break from even just sci-fi in general. And uh, I've always been weirdly drawn to Jenny Slate. I, I don't know why. Um, I don't even watch any show that she's really ever been on except for Muppet Babies because of my kid and 
she's the voice of the nanny. Um, I watched her stand up special and I was torn by it, but uh, it came up as an ad as I was browsing. She's got a book called Little Weirds. Um, so I went, well, why not? Um, and she recently had like a big breakup and it really kind of threw her for a loop and destroyed her life for a while. So she wrote this book as she was recovering from her breakup. And it is weird. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's all I can say it does about say it. It on the tin. It, 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 yes, it does what it says on the tin. She is a crazy, crazy woman. Uh, but I actually ended up enjoying it. Once I let myself settle into it and realized that this was just stream of consciousness weirdness, uh, it kind of it did what it needed to do for me. It took me out of thinking about what I was thinking about. So if you like really, really, really weird stuff, go for it, maybe. <laughs> you would hate this, Jason. Like, don't ever, ever try to read this. You would lose your mind and probably throw your Kindle across the room. But uh, <laughs> okay. if, if you're open to uh, complete and utter randomness, maybe this is the thing for you right now. That's that's my review. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll pass on that one. I'm still working my way through uh, all the Sandman comics right now. Finally, right. finally going to finish it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just hard to get into a novel right now. The one thing I yeah. was thinking of doing was starting at the very beginning of the Discworld series and just doing the whole thing. Ooh, that's interesting. I mean, it'd take a while, but where the, well, where the we fuck got are we going to go? <laughs> <laughs> I already own them all, so might as well. It's like... Yeah, me too. Moron of the week. So we've talked in the past that I have um, a very curated Facebook feed, um, and you referred to it as Schulmeistering your feed, which you're doing now. Which I have um, done, and now my feed just there's like <clears throat> nothing on it. Nobody talks. It's like okay, <laughs> it is going to be really easy to to maintain and curate now because nobody says anything. <laughs> Right. Well, I, I mean, I have um, some, I would call them eccentric friends uh, occasionally. So normally I, I don't see a lot in the in the way of conspiracy theories making my feed, but uh, some of my more eccentric <clears throat> musician friends, particularly in the UK, have been posting a couple things recently and uh, it's kind of annoyed me. Uh, I wonder and I've why. I felt the need <laughs> to step in and say this is not true, um, which didn't go over well, but you know. They'll get over it. So, yeah. So UK carriers would appreciate you not setting their cell towers on fire right now, people. We've got enough going on that you don't need to go burn down uh, cell towers because you believe that 5G is causing the coronavirus. Yeah. It is not. My my roommate showed me this yesterday and she's like, do you think this could be true? I'm like, no, this is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Or worse, that 5G and the coronavirus are the tools of a shadowy new world order to turn us all into mindless zombies. Yes, there's a lot of uh, logical leaps that need to be making here. If you want to buy this, some of the quote-unquote evidence is that uh, the virus broke out just weeks after the first 5G rollout in China. So, obviously, it's to blame. Uh, the general <laughs> implication is that 5G phones and networks are creating a form of radiation sickness that will wipe out billions so these are all over the place if you want to go see these moronic conspiracy theories. Uh, unfortunately, people are buying into this. Um, some notable entertainer on Twitter who's got 2 million plus followers uh, retweeted this theory and uh, says that when 5G was activated in China, people dropped dead. Another theory suggests that 5G, which was created by Bill Gates, administers sinister radiation to keep us at a low vibrational state 
which oh, is designed Jesus. to depopulate the world. But in the very next line, it claims that the whole world, which is dead, will now be vaccinated against the virus. It's gotten stupid. So stop okay. it. People yeah. are actually burning down towers. Give me a fucking break, people. Look, here, here's the bellwether on this. If Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. is behind it and <laughs> says it's true, then just ignore it, please. He yes, smells please. a lot of pot. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I've talked about it much on the show, but uh, as you know, I used to listen to the Adam Carolla podcast every day because, you know, back in the day, I used to just sit and listen to podcasts at home while I worked alone in my house. <laughs> yes. um, I have completely stopped recently um, because Adam Carolla has, be, you know, he's he's been questioning the coronavirus since day one. And as I said, as we said at the top of the show, we don't have any time for people that think this isn't a thing anymore because it's ridiculous. Um and I, I don't really give a shit what Adam Carolla thinks because Adam Carolla has no education whatsoever. Who gives a shit? But Dr. Drew, who is a doctor, has been doing the same thing for quite some time now. I've stopped listening to any of their shows and Dig has put together what they call a brutal supercut of Dr. Drew being completely wrong about the coronavirus. In the last two months, he's been going on multiple news programs podcasts, everything. He's got, you know, 15 podcasts of his own or whatever. And he's been downplaying it, saying it's no big deal, saying media has been blowing it up, blah, blah, blah. Um, Fuck you, Dr. Drew. Uh, (laughs) The thing that really drives me crazy is that Dr. Drew has been running around going, the media. If Dr. Drew isn't part of the media, then who the fuck is? He has 10 podcasts, four radio shows, two TV shows. He is the goddamn media. Now, since then, he's issued an apology. He's done a mea culpa. But much like Brian Williams, I'm fucking done. You made a ton of money. You lied. You're a doctor. You abused that position. I'm out. Continue to be a doctor? Fine. Should you get any more TV shows? Fuck no. Fuck that guy. Well, he is on Fox, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's pivoted. Yeah, he is, he's gone down the Oz hole. Mm-hmm. So I saw him like I was flipping around because I, I like to watch the Fox morning show here in L.A. in the morning because it's about L.A. It's not not political or anything like that. Yeah, and the TV was still news. on. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a good day, L.A., I think. I think that's that one. Yeah. But uh, yeah. It's, it's a good it's a fun show. But then the, the TV got left on and then I walked in on Dr. Oz interviewing Dr. Drew. Yeah, two and, fuck sticks uh, together. It was. I was just like, my jaw was on the floor. I'm like, what did he just say? I'm like, I always expected Dr. Drew to be the voice of reason, not... not. I, I grew I up listening know. to Dr. Drew on yeah. Loveline. He was always like straightforward, here's the real deal, voice of reason, but he's gone batshit insane recently. I, I don't know what they're putting in the Kool-Aid over there at the, his, his TV studio, but mm. he needs to stop drinking it, and he needs to take a media vacation for yes, he quite does. some time, because yeah, he's lost all credibility in my book, too, unfortunately. Sad. It's a sad day. Feedback loop. Welcome to our drunken edition of Feedback Loop, because we can tell a lot of you have been hitting the sauce. Yeah, the uh, the amount of feedback has increased and the misspellings in them has as well. Yes, it has. <laughs> I'm glad you're all having fun out there, everybody. Indeed. So over at Patreon, Elizabeth, David, Elwood, Multi-Sweetness, Lars, Nathan, Eric, and Eric writes, just became a supporter after listening for a couple months. I'm now a true believer. Opened my Patreon account with a password from 1Password, paidwithprivacy.com, and all while using my shiny VPN. Can't thank you enough for being the voice of reason in an unreasonable world. 
Oh, you're very welcome, Eric. And Craig also is a new Patreon subscriber, and he writes, I love your show and all that Brian and Jason do. This is all I'm able to give right now, but I wanted to make a donation to help support you guys. Keep up the great work. Well, we shall. Thank you. And over at PayPal, we've got Elwin, Daniel, Breed, William, Nikolai, Peter, Doug, and Doug says, hat tip to my father-in-law. No, no, hold on. What? Sorry. Sorry about that. Doug, and a hat tip to my father-in-law for translating the Chinese characters, Mr. Zhang Hun, who donated the show. But it only came in with the Chinese characters, so I sent him off to my father-in-law, <laughs> right. who said, thank you for the awesome show. Nice. And Stefan says, hey, love your show. Soothing voices, great content, excellent media recommendations. Greetings from Dusseldorf, Germany, home of Kraftwerk. Yeah, the Kraftwerk. Ah, yes. Mm. Yours truly, Stefan. All right. Well, thank you, guys. I love Kraftwerk. Thank you. I actually looked at Facebook the other day and we got a bunch of comments, but then I couldn't figure out how to actually get to them because <laughs> Facebook sucks. So thank you for everybody who wrote us on Facebook. Over at Twitter, Brian writes in, while listening to GOG and your love for MASH, mine too, just rewatched it. Look for the show Letter Kenny on Hulu, adult-oriented humor out of Canada. Give it a few shows. First season is set up for the other seasons. Hysterically awesome. Jason may even like it. A lot of people have been recommending Letter Kenny to us over the years. I keep meaning to get around to it. Um, you'd think this would be the time, but, you know, three-year-old. So Yeah, I've seen it. It's very good. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, I think uh, I think friend of the show Bob Fogarty turned me onto that one uh, when we were having drunken nights in San Diego one time. Uh, very funny stuff. Very funny stuff. I am a fan. Mm -hmm. And disgruntled Cincy sports fan writes in regarding Zoom bombing. I noticed when I logged into my Zoom account two days ago, my previous settings to allow no passwords were changed and locked by Zoom. And they said a random password that I that can't be removed. It can be changed though. Looks like enforced passwords from now on. Well, in a follow-up tweet, disgruntled, <laughs> disgruntled Cincy fans writes, and now they've removed all of that. Shrug. People can get back to war-dialing Zoom rooms. Maybe it was a test before mass rollout. Well, <laughs> we'll see. And Derek sent us a link to uh, somebody that could have made more on of the week. Live streaming from a moving car. And this is somebody over on Twitch TV, DJ Jim Boy. Um, yeah, I've seen that a lot in LA back when there were moving cars. <laughs> yeah, back when cars actually left the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Nate 1.0 writes in, I know how much y'all enjoy a good AI story. Big names, 31 charges, including genocide, convention violations, and much, much more. This is a PDF uh, of a It's a legal case. brief, which I would not call a good story. <laughs> no, it really isn't. But, uh, it's actually kind of hard to figure out, but we'll have the link in the show notes. I couldn't even, I'm looking at the brief, and I couldn't even find a good title because it's I know. like... That's why I didn't put a title in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit rough to listen to, uh, to read. I, I started and then I was just like, am I really going to read a legal brief right now? And I went, no, but well, thank you for the, sending it, it in. It, yeah. It hit the crazy part. It's like the, a, the AI organization, Inc. and a bunch of other people versus Google, Barack Hussein Obama, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, Eric Schmidt, Nancy <laughs> Pelosi. It just goes on and on and on. Larry. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and the Chinese Communist Party. Of course. So I think this might be one of those cuckoo ones. So maybe this might actually be fun to <laughs> robo bees. It's got robo bees, micro insect drone and xenobots endangering the world. Oh, endangering all the world's people on 5G networks, masking genocide with AI technology. Oh, this is this actually might be a pretty good read if you're stoned. Ooh. <laughs> But Maybe I I'll I try it later. I don't. I don't. I don't smoke the wacky tobacco. So yeah. And homeworker writes us thanks to uh, Grumpy Old Geeks for reminding me what alcohol is. Living in lockdown, SA. I'm assuming that's a uh, South 
Africa. We have a complete ban on selling and transportation of alcohol. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh. I'm so sorry for your loss. I am, too. Jackal writes in, WWIV BBS Apple IIe in South Miami, and then a multi-line Wildcat BBS on a 40-meg full-height drive for me back in the late 80s. Tandy 1000XX. SX. <laughs> I, I guess this is all... This is like you read trying to read photo stuff. <laughs> Good time. I, I actually work. remember all of that. I think WWIV was the BBS software I used, actually, so thank you for that uh, memory jog. Gotcha. He says, good times with war dialing and also zipping through TimeNet, MNet, and hacked MillNet through universities. Well, you might want to not mention that hacked MillNet thing <laughs> unless you know the uh, the statute of limitations has run out. Yeah. And Rico writes in, hope you're staying safe. Here's a story for your next episode. And this is a link over at the register. COBOL coding volunteers sought as slammed mainframe slow New Jersey's coronavirus response. Uh, Governor Murphy says his staff is doing a heck of a job, but literally we have systems that are 40 plus years old and there'll be lots of postmortems. And one of them on our list will be how the heck did we get here when we literally needed cobalt programmers? Yes, apparently most of these uh, unemployment websites were based on cobalt. Uh, there's no T in cobalt. Cobalt. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I was just reading the cobalt that he put in at the end. You're correct. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, cobalt. So, yeah, so the entire systems were based on cobalt, and uh, they're all getting slammed and need patches, and nobody knows how to program in cobalt anymore. So let me tell you how you got here, Governor Murphy. <laughs> you got there by not updating your systems or investing in any technical infrastructure for 40 years. That's how you got there. Matt B. writes in, maybe not swans of dolphins, but, and uh, yes, this is where the alcohol starts to come in. <laughs> so, uh, and this goes, this is Landudo, Landudno, uh, from go, goes from ghost town to goat's town. And it's an article over at The Guardian about a, uh, a town that has been taken over by goats. In Wales. In Wales. Yes. Landudno. Yes. And Joe writes in, thanks for the blast from the past. I started with Bunker Ramo, which had a System 7 with a 12K core magnet memory board so you could see the magnets. It also had a button on it that was actually... See, this is, yeah, this is all getting very difficult to read. It also had a button on it that was actually was marked bootstrap to boot from. I then worked at IBM for 20 years doing field repair. When I stated I would work on the XT80 PC, I feel like I'm reading an Amazon product description right now. And PC Junior, also industry systems. I worked up to RS600 and PC servers. My first game was a cassette game from the TRS-80. And also, if you had an IBM PC that couldn't find anything to boot from, it went to basic, which was burned in the chip, which had a game Gorillas. I also got to start with an 8-inch floppy and the 3274 controllers and the Bunker Ramo banking systems. All good times. Thanks. Whew, made it through. <laughs> I didn't. I don't remember the game Gorillas. I, Me either. Yeah. Hmm. You have to look that one up. Yeah. Incognito writes in, I'm an Uber driver and have been delivering food during this pandemic as I need the money. Uber is taking 35% from these poor merchants. They are making food for free in fear of giving up the program and losing all the business. So fucked up. Yes, it is. This drives me absolutely insane. I, I've never liked Uber, but I've never disliked them more. Fuck Uber. Restaurants are all offering discounts right now to get your business to try to stay afloat. And let's be honest, it's a goddamn public service because cooking three square a day for a family is rough. And Uber is gouging them. Lower your damn fees. Do everybody that's listening, call your restaurants directly, ask them what's best for them and get it that way. 
Yeah. And if you can, maybe just go pick it up. A lot of restaurants will take it out with tongs and put it on the sidewalk and you can pick it up with tongs, go home, spray it down <laughs> with Lysol. doesn't taste delicious, but hey, you know how it goes. Yep. And John writes in, and I assume this one might be a little alcohol enabled as well. <laughs> Hello. Think? First of all, I really like your show. Thanks for it. However, the my roommate thing is really starting to annoy me. Brian, please restrain Jason from thinking <laughs> that it's all about him. It's not, and we really don't care about you tossing 20s to your grocery for friends or your roommate conspiracy theories really get a grip i would also like to say that both of you are very happy that apple brought dark bought dark sky app well i'm not and you shouldn't be too this is just another shitty move from apple i am an android user and i also used to use dark app on my phone and dark sky api on my home lab setup you shouldn't be such an apple fanboys i was expecting more from the gog I hope Apple get busted on the EU anti-competition law or something else, because I'm pretty sure that what they have done is illegal, at least in Europe, since have paid for the app and I will not be able to use it soon. Fuck Apple. Kind regards and sorry for my grumpiness. Well, you know, we're grumpy <laughs> too. Understood. Yeah, you'll, you'll probably get to still use your app. You just won't get updates. And uh, my grocery friends are very happy with the things that I do for them. So <laughs> sorry you're so grumpy, sir. Go have another cocktail. <laughs> Linda writes in, hi, Jason. I tried to donate money through PayPal tonight and received this error. Cannot read property transactions of undefined. I tried several times and got the same result. Well, I hope I hope that uh, sorted itself out. Um, give it a shot again, hopefully. Yeah, we're getting donations, so it's it's working for people. Yeah, maybe try a different browser if that's uh, what's going on. Thank you for the shows. I enjoyed the shows pre-COVID-19, but now more than ever of the 30-plus podcasts that I regularly listen to, yours is the one that I want to hear right now. Well, good. Hopefully you're hearing it. <laughs> Things are pretty stressful, and you guys helped me to feel grounded when I really needed it. Thanks. Since I'm able to work from home, I want to donate to fill in the gaps for people who can't right now and keep your show going. Much appreciation, Linda. Well, thank you, Linda. Hopefully you can uh, give it another shot, and uh, hopefully it'll work. If not... Uh, Try Patreon. Yep. And Donovan writes in, really enjoyed you guys just kicking back during the security segment and talking old school geek shit in show 428. It reminded me once again why I enjoy listening to you guys since I lived through the same times as you did. I turned 50 this past January. Something I wanted to share and not for the show unless you want to. Why not? We've got time to kill. But time. a few years ago, I wrote an article for my website about my journey of PC ownership. I thought you also might find it interesting. Also, I ran a BBS when I was 16, Wildcat. Now, Wildcat rings a bell. I'm going to have to Google this shit. I'm, I'm yeah. going to figure out what I used. And even started one as a commercial venture in 92, 93 for the company I worked for. Unfortunately, the commercial internet was right around the corner and pretty much killed the BBS. Anyways, here's the link to my story. And it's my personal journey of computer ownership. And we'll have the link in the show notes. Keep up the great content, guys. Thank you. Matt from Australia writes in, Hey, Grumps, I know all we talk about nowadays is in relation to COVID-19, so here is yet another story. The attached <laughs> article shows some interesting traffic and travel stats, primarily for Australia, but with some from around the world thrown in. Since we all have gone on lockdown, it makes for an interesting read. It's called the lockdown effect over uh, uh, from uh, ABC in, in the Australias. Yeah, I tossed that to my to my good buddy Greg, who's living in Sydney right now, and he's like, "Yep, we're all in lockdown. Nobody's going anywhere." So, mm -hmm. some good maps there. Mike writes in shows to recommend devs on Hulu mentioned on show, but if you haven't caught it yet, worth the watch. Mythic Quest: Raven's Banquet on Apple TV Plus. It's a great comedy with game development setting. And he writes in, financial reminder for guests, Venmo slash PayPal isn't a bank and not FDIC insured. Don't leave money there. 
This is the type of moron my city has to deal with. And this is a link for the LA Times. Surfer fined $1,000 for ignoring coronavirus closure in Manhattan Beach. Yeah, I'm not that far from you. I'm just up here in Santa Monica. And I've seen uh, on my bike rides along the beach, not on the beach anymore because they closed the damn beach. Uh, I've seen cops dragging people up off the beach on a fairly regular basis. So we have a lot of idiots. Yeah, yep. And I've been to Manhattan Beach and, you know, the surfer guy isn't the only kind of moron you have down there, but he's the kind <laughs> that's getting uh, getting the attention right now. Mm-hmm. Danny writes in, I guess babysitting duties are over and the kids will have their Easter vacation back after it was canceled in order to keep them busy during the break. My girlfriend's niece was only doing a class a day at this point. And uh, this is Zoom banned from New York City schools due to privacy and security flaws. Now, Brian, <laughs> this annoys the shit out of me because there's yes. no reason that they should ban zoom nope you know put a goddamn password on and let your kids learn they should have a password on it anyway mm-hmm. and you know i think zoom actually did a really great public service by giving the service away for free for education yep honestly. i agree i agree yeah i mean it's got flaws they're working on it and if you get zoom bombed it's just it's your own damn fault for not setting a password at this simple point. solution people simple solution yeah i mean there was some there were some issues with their installer and their software yeah 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 they're working on that but you know you don't throw out the baby with the bathwater on this one I think because kids got to learn it, and it's just, what are you going to do now? You're just going to sit home and just let them watch Disney plus. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no sports because none of that's free. Uh, John writes in, in episode 428, you guys were talking about iPads and how you didn't know how to use a lot of the features. I call BS on BS saying that there is no manual. And he gives us a link to the iPad user guide in the iTunes store. You're welcome. Well, I looked in the iTunes store for this. The first three customer reviews, one star, a table of contents would be helpful. One star, please just produce a PDF of each user manual. (laughs) And, oh God, and uh, another one, uh, one star from Ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I have access to just 35 pages of the manual. I can't even print the pages. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) So I want to know why this isn't installed on the iPad by default. Why would I have to, why would I even know to go to Apple Books and search for it? It makes no sense. Put it on the iPad. You can auto update it when you release a new one. I think you have the programming skills to do that since you made the (laughs) fucking thing. I agree. And Michaela writes in regarding the South and self isolation, she gives us a breakdown of how people have to drive down South and says, uh, thank you, Jason, for actually acknowledging that people have to drive down here. I keep hearing about that damn article with people not taking it into consideration. And you're welcome, because I think people need to really figure out that uh, not everybody has their same living situation. So don't group them in with the stats, at least, you know, make make concessions for people that have to drive 20 miles to go to the store before you just condemn them. But there are a lot of people that are going to be condemned, but you know, sometimes people just got to drive somewhere. I I do like how you condensed her, her entire um, message down to the part that compliments you. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Hey man, God mode. That's right. And Donovan writes in coronavirus versus the mutton heads. I'm a full-time commercial truck driver, big rig. So I continue to work full-time. Hey, you're a hero right now, man. Keep, keep it, up, it up, man. Keep safe. And travel constantly in the southeast region of the U.S., meaning I'm mostly in – okay, well, I'm doing my thing now where I'm God-moding. <laughs> Sorry to say what you've probably heard about many folks in the Deep South is true. A high percentage of folks I've encountered in the last week seem to be completely ignorant about COVID-19. I passed through a tiny town in Georgia and saw a picnic going on in a small park. 
at a warehouse yesterday morning where I delivered. The attendant just ran right up to me within 18 inches or so, and I had to tell her to please back off. A group of other drivers were waiting at an entrance store all within three feet of each other. I cannot know how extensive this lazy stupidity is, but it doesn't look good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, do your best. Stay safe. Wear those masks and uh, keep our stuff coming. Here's a new rule. I think if somebody does come up to you within, you know, your circle, your sphere of mm-hmm. influence, as it were, you should have the legal right to either kick them in the cooch or kick them in the balls. Say, back up. Boom. Think that. A little sack tap with your toe net, with your uh, steel toes. I'm not going to sign is... off on that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> a steel-toed sack tap. That's it. Mm-mm. And, uh, Jason writes in, N95s can be stored in a paper bag. The plastic blocks sweat evaporation, and these things do get nasty. Also, a good place to store them is in the car if you have one. Sun and heat are poison to viruses. Of course, hide the mask, else broken window, no mask. Stay grumpy. <laughs> we actually, uh, when we come back, we put our masks in, in a, a Ziploc, but we also leave them out in the sun on our on our patio. So we get, uh, we get double. So um, hopefully that'll do it. I haven't worried about it because we are literally doing full on lockdown. We are not going anywhere for two weeks. No grocery stores, no nothing. And that's kind of what they're recommending to do here in California right now. Yeah, we unfortunately have to do some runs every now and again because yeah. uh, my roommate's 92 year old mom needs supplies. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, it, it was nice. We found uh, her optometrist actually came in and fixed her glasses because she broke them and oh, she couldn't very see. Nice. Yeah. So he came into the office and repaired them for her with very uh, cool. Yeah, it was really nice of him. Yeah. So because that's one thing that terrifies the shit out of me right now. If I break my glasses, I'm screwed. <laughs> so well, I get, it's not it's not that I won't be able to drive or go anywhere. I won't be able to watch Netflix. <laughs> Can't see or, or Quibi or Quibi. <laughs> well, Quibi I can see because I can hold it up to my nose. But <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Eric writes in. Although I did like your apocalypse playlist, here's mine so far, and it's a link to the pandemic playlist. He says, I know it's on Apple Music, how lame, but I'm locked in. No, you're not. Break free from the chains. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I checked it out. It's got, he's got some good stuff on there. I cool. It. Yeah, it's not, it's not as chill as your playlist, <laughs> you know, over at uh, GOG.show slash alone, uh, which I, I have to say, I listened to it and uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I just had it going on in the studio the other day when I was... Uh, remodeling some stuff and it was a really good playlist there was well you know the thing about it is it's really eclectic it's all over the map stylistically but the thing is even though we we all kind of picked songs based on their titles they're all really good songs yeah (laughs) so yeah i said i sent you one the other day to add i don't know if you Uh, did or not yeah it's in there now cool cool Mm -hmm. i'm keeping it updated Awesome. Dougie writes in, remember that great example of a website I shared called lingsautos.com? Oh, how could I forget? Oh, yes. Well, the owner's message to staff during the COVID-19 pandemic is, watch Netflix, drink beer, and avoid excessive masturbation. (laughs) It's generally good life advice. Yeah, it is generally good life advice. Uh, So uh, we've got got a link to the, the note in the show notes. It's pretty funny. And Martin sends us a link to YouTube. A dude makes solid gold AirPods. Can't imagine they sound very good. No, I don't think they would. Working from home for several weeks, so in the gaps, I'm taking part in a trading competition, 1K to 10K. I pledge to give at least 10% of any gains I make to charities. That's nice, that are supporting the coronavirus effort. Also, if I do make gains, I pledge to give 1% of them to you guys. Wish me luck. Good luck. luck. (laughs) Great luck. Come (laughs) on. If by some miracle I make the 10K, that's 100 bucks coming your way and a grand going to charities. 
Grump on, guys. Love your work. Stay safe. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you. Over at iTunes, Grumpy Old Goth Girl sends us a review, and the title is just a heart emoji with five stars and says, Stay safe and grumpy, my friends. Well, we shall. I didn't know you could use emojis in uh, titles for reviews. That's kind of fun. Yeah, that's fun. And uh, we got uh, another five star with the title, Here's a Review. (laughs) And uh, this is from Zero Distraction. And he says, I tried to give this podcast 10 out of 10 stars, but there were only five available. Oh, thank you so much. And both of our iTunes reviews came from Canada this week. Oh, yeah. Good. Excellent. Very nice. All right. If you want your question or comment right on the show, head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. Please try to do so before you've had your sixth beer. And if you're so inclined, <laughs> please head over to GOG.show slash iTunes and toss us a five-star and snarky review. And don't forget those stars on Overcast. We're, I, I'm so sad. I looked at it the other day and Reply All is right on our butt. And Ugh. we cannot we cannot be beat by the, the the podcast, which I affectionately call "shit you already know." <laughs> Closing shout outs. I want to do a couple podcast shout outs right now. I want to talk about Unstructured with our friend Eric Hunley. It's a great show, great interviews, and he does some really interesting stuff that a lot of other podcasts don't cover. With you know FBI people and government people and spies and things like that. It's a really good show. Definitely check yeah. it out. And, we're and he it. even has idiots like us on. We both yeah, guess. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of another show that has idiots like us on it, I want to talk about follow your different with Chris Lockhead. We've been on, on there a couple of times. Well, I've been on there like three or four times and I'm coming up to it do it again. Yeah. You've done it once. Yes. Your episode was really good though. I highly recommend it. No, oh, thank you. Uh, and also Darknet diaries by Jack reciter. Um, it's, it's always fantastic. Always fantastic. Great stories. And uh, I, his latest one was really, really good. I actually listened to it twice. So uh, links for all those shows will be in the show notes. But uh, And if you have any podcasts that you like, uh, drop me an email, j at jpd.me. I'll check them out because I'm still listening to podcasts because, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have a kid. You can. <laughs> I got dogs. I don't have yes. a kid. They don't care. And I don't so much have a shout out. I just figure, um, judging from the feedback again, you, you're all a little bit in the bag at this point. So here's something a little fun for you to do. Pop a beer. Google O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're an auto part uh, company that's uh, – I know they're out here on the West Coast. I'm not sure if they're all yeah, over I think the they're place. But, uh, yeah, so go to their website and in the search bar, search for 121G. You're welcome. Well, definitely go do that. Definitely. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jason DeVillipo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. To support the show and keep us on the air, go to GOG.show slash donate. Toss us a few bucks and we'll love you forever. Or if you can't right now, that's totally fine. Your support really keeps us going and we really appreciate it. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 429. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, donate to the show, and get links to stuff we like. And apparently, stay drunk. <laughs>